Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Locked on Cavaliers podcast, your daily look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, brought to you by fearthesword.com and the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, I'm Chris Manning, your host from Fear the Sword and the Step Back uh, today it's Monday Mailbag, so and did a Facebook Live on Sunday where I answered a bunch of your questions pre-submitted and ones that were live. They were great questions. Uh, for next week, drop them to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com over on our backslash Cleveland Cavs and to lock, add LockedOnCavs on Twitter, and you'll get the chance to have those answered by yours truly. Um, and no Cavs news really right now. Josh Jackson says he doesn't think he's going to be traded. You can read all about that over at Fear the Sword. But before we get to today's show, I want to let you know that it's brought to you by the our leading sponsor of this show, really, and that's SeatGeek. Now, SeatGeek, if you don't know, is the best way for you to buy and sell tickets right on your smartphone. If you have two seconds, you can take the two taps it takes to get tickets on SeatGeek. I love SeatGeek. Now, if I need Indian tickets right now, and who would want Indian tickets right now? If I wanted concert tickets, if I wanted play tickets, I would be using SeatGeek. In the app, every deal is graded, so you know you are getting the best possible deal. You know that every ticket available is there, and you can see the view from your seat, and there's no hidden fees, so you know you're not going to get jacked up at the last minute. Um, and today, my listeners on this very podcast can save $20 on that first purchase by using the promo code L-O-M-B-A, all you have to do is enter an L-O-M-B-A underneath the settings tab, and you get $20 on your first purchase. Again, use SeatGeek today, two taps, and you're going to be going to see whatever it is you want to see. And it's free to download the app, buy tickets on SeatGeek. It's the easiest way for you to do it, and I promise you won't regret it. But here's today's show. We'll be back either tomorrow or Wednesday. Either way, talk to you soon. You are locked on Cavaliers. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Fear the Sword weekly Q&A. I am Chris Manning, your host from FearTheSword.com and The Step Back. Uh, Today, it's Sunday, so as every Sunday we're going to be doing one of these chats here on The Sword's Facebook page. Uh, You can drop questions below and I will answer any questions you may have um, about the Cavs, Kyrie, everything that's coming to make sure we're getting enough questions one of the things we are doing is I'm taking questions ahead of time every week. So, this week, that means I... So you can get your questions in at all of those different places and, and and participate in this chat. Again, drop them below. 
uh, share this post if you're liking this chat, and we'll get into some of these questions. So, the first one we're going to pull from Reddit. It's from user RL Famer. Famer. Um, SETI a rotation guy by season's end is the question. So, Chetty Osman, of course, is the Cavs rookie. He's coming over from Turkey to use part of the taxpayer middle of exception to sign him. He's 21 years old. He's 6'7", 6'8". Uh, he's been described by David Griffin as a Tristan Thompson in the wing, meaning he's sort of a really, really good rotation player. Um, I think he could be. I think if he met, reaches potentially could help. I don't think there's a guarantee he gets there, but... Um, I think he's someone that could really develop into a nice piece. I think he's someone who could be part of the rebuild if it happens. I think he could help you in some ways this year. I, it wouldn't shock me if he spends time in Canton. I know his salary could mean they're less likely to do that, but he is a rookie. He's going to be kind of raw and needs to work on some things. I think as long as he plays, that's fine. I think early on, Canton might be a really, really good spot for him. But I, I do think it could be a case where he becomes a Patrick McCall-like rotation guy where he's not a integral part of your rotation but he's someone you don't feel uncomfortable putting minutes him out in their minutes for. He could be a really good defender, could defend multiple spots, and if he can shoot, that's going to be the big thing. If he can shoot it in the NBA, um, that's a really, really good thing. Uh, Nathan James asks the question, I think that's on everybody's mind, and I can understand this. Um, do you think the Cavs will trade Kyrie this year? So, yeah, I, I think it's more likely not that they do. Um, I, I think it gets more and more likely that it happens in the season the closer we get to the season just because – I think if the Cavs had the deal they really wanted, they would have done it already. But I do think um, it's more likely than not that he'll be traded. It's something they've talked about. It's something I, I don't think they've been very secretive about wanting to do that. Um, I, I know they played it down at that Allman presser, but I think it's very, very possible that he's traded You know, a couple weeks from now in the preseason. Just I think it happens. Um, and maybe it happens in the season. I think it's going to be more likely than not that he's dealt. I'd be surprised if they, they didn't deal him at this point. Uh, next question is going to come from Ronald Sergio via email. Um, is it too much to ask for three players from the Suns for Kyrie? Bledsoe, Chris slash Warren, Len slash Bender is a pretty good haul for Kyrie, I think. It's it's not, I'm going to say that. Uh, Bledsoe, Warren, and Chris without picks is, I think, is the best trade for the Cavs. I don't know if Phoenix would agree to this, though. The Heat pick is not even a lottery pick, so why would the Cavs want that? So the first part of this is the the Suns would easily do that. TJ, TJ Warren is a usefulish player. Um, he's not a, really part of their overall plan. Marquise Chris is super raw and isn't going to help the Cavs next year, and I, you give him a kickery every time. Like I think the Suns take that deal in a heartbeat. I don't think that's enough for the Cavs. Now, I, I don't know why people, and I know maybe Jimmy Butler that and the Paul George would have skewed this, but Kyrie Irving is 25 years old, two years left on his contract, high-level star in terms of how well he's marketed and how popular he is in the league. You cannot just take whatever for him. You have to push for the picks. You have to push for the veteran help. You have to push for the high-level rookie guys. If the Cavs got Warren, Chris, and Bledsoe, I think that would be an objectively bad return. I don't think it's as bad as just doing it straight up for Carmelo. Um, but I think like, I'd rather have Dragic and Winslow. You know, I, I think that's a better return. I think there are other deals out there that could be better returns than that. Um, the Heat pick's not a lottery pick now, but if you think it's going to be a... Could be a lottery pick or could be a decent first-round pick, it's still a first-round pick. You could use it as filler for something else. First-round picks are a premium asset in the NBA. Um, 
I think 100%. If if the Cavs were like, okay, we'll do this for Bledsoe, Warren, and Chris, Phoenix would, would do that in a heartbeat. Um, I don't think that's enough for the Cavs. I think the Cavs are looking for Josh Jackson, because um, I don't even think Bender's enough. Um, Eric Bledsoe, and they want maybe Jared Dudley, someone like that. But I do not think Bledsoe, Warren, Chris is nearly enough um, for the Cavaliers. Uh, again, this is I'm Chris Manning from FearTheSword.com, the site manager over at FearTheSword. You can drop questions in below um, for next week's mailbag, which we'll do every Sunday at 2 p.m. up until NFL comes back, and then we'll adjust the time. Um, you can drop those ahead of time to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com, to at CWMrights or at LockedOnCavs or at FearTheSword on Twitter. Um, and you could do... You can submit them over on our backslash Cleveland Cavs. I'll put up a post of it every week where I'll, you can post questions there, upvote them on Reddit, and submit them there. Um, Kay Okuru, oh, sorry if I mispronounced your name, Kay, where it's John Wall question mark. No way John Wall Kyrie happened straight up. Wizards won't do that. Um, that would be crazy. It'd be really interesting. I don't think Wall is the perfect fit with LeBron because he's not a great shooter. Um, even though he's more competent than I think a lot of people give him credit for, but I, I don't think Wall for Kyrie is really at all likely. Um, the next question comes from Fizzy G Swag on Reddit. Um, what's the word on Kobe Altman? So Kobe Altman, um, and this real furious also asked this question over on our backslash Cleveland Cavs. Um, Kobe Altman, I think, is doing fairly well for being a new to the job and, and new to the position. I think you're seeing a guy who is very well spoken. Um, I think he's going to sell you in the sort of the way Sashi Brown does with the Browns. I think you're going to see um, that sort of that sort of vibe from him. I think he's got a very good staff around him. Mike Gainsey uh, for the Kenton Charge is going to be there. Um, you have a number of interesting typish guys in that front office that are that have been with the team before. So this isn't as totally scrapped down as I think you know some of us um, in the media have maybe indicated. I don't think that's necessarily been fair, um, and I'm guilty of that for sure. I think he's done well. I don't think he's pulled the trigger on a, on a deal that Kyrie's done from everything I know. I mean, I think he's got Gilbert's trust, which is something that could go away very quickly. I think we've seen that erode in guys pretty quick over the over the last 10 years or whatever, how long Dan Gilbert's on the team. But um, I think he's doing fine. I, I don't think they've they haven't been fleeced. I, I don't, You know, I think for agency was a little goofy, but it's hard to really know right now um, – where his decision was some of this thing Gilbert like we just don't know the full picture of what he was responsible for directly um in the current front office setup so just keep that in mind but I think he's doing fine he hasn't done anything crazy or, or dumb yet so that that's that's a win when you're being a GM um, Donnie Reese asked via email NBA 2k18 announced that this year's basketball game that's 2k18 uh, will include all-time roster for each NBA team my friends and I am uh, my friends have a video game podcast and our internal team and have been debating our issue regarding the Cavs roster. Do you think Kevin Love or Ky- and or Kyrie Irving should be considered all-time Cavs players? The case for them is that they have rings with no other player with the franchise do, plus they were all-stars during their time. The case against them, especially Love, Donnie writes, spend more time with other teams and didn't have enough time to be considered all-timers. What are your thoughts? Um, I 100% think they should be in any Cavs all-time team. I, I, a, I don't think the Cavs' history is rich where you have other guys to just knock them out you know power forward's actually a very good position for the casual time you have hot run williams you have um larry nance you have guys like that that fill that spot but kevin love all-star was part of a finals winning team was has been in three straight finals it has been productive even though his role has been sort of inconsistent in that time i think 100 percent um he should be you know I, I i know it's three years isn't a ton of time 
But when you think about the Cavaliers' history now, LeBron James is going to be certainly um, the guy all time. He will forever and always be, I think, the defining player of the Cavs' franchise, and that's nothing new. Kevin Love is not at that level, but he's been part of the what is going to go down in my likelihood is the most memorable Cavs era ever. And that, that has to count for something. Um, and, I, and he's been good during it as well. Um, as for Kyrie, I think he is too. You know, number one pick was the guy that was really the savior post Kyrie, or post LeBron, excuse me. He had the biggest shot in franchise history. And even if this goes badly and he gets traded and, and he gets booed when he comes back, I think he has to be in love with him. And now you could argue if it's him or Mark Price that should be the starting point guard on that team. I think he has to be on the roster. And I think um, on this on this group, you could argue, I think the big three all have to be on there. You're going to make an argument for JR, I think. Um, Tristan, you can make an argument for. But I think the big three all have to be on that team. And in my mind, they're probably all starters. Um, maybe Love's coming off the bench. but I, And maybe Kyrie is too. But LeBron is obviously a starter. So they're both on, the, on my team in my mind. Um, Real Furious asks, do we need to organize a campaign? And this is via Reddit. Uh, do we need to organize a campaign to get Kai and LeBron to stay after that, after the season? I mean, you might need to. Um, if you got, if people do that, I mean, I'm sure that stuff does get noticed. You players do notice that stuff, especially in the social media era where they get bombarded by it in their Instagram comments on and on Twitter and whatnot. Um, so maybe. Uh, Real Furious also asked, "Where are we trading Kyrie, and how bad are we getting fleeced?" So I don't know if the Cavs are gonna get fleeced. I don't. My guess is that he probably ends up in a Phoenix, uh, which still makes a lot of sense to me. Miami, I come back to a lot, too. I don't think the Cavs are going to get fleeced. You're not necessarily going to get equal return value on Kyrie. I just don't think that's um, particularly likely. But um, I do think that when it comes to this, you can get a, you can get something valuable back, I think. As long as you don't settle for a Victor Oladipo, the Manus Sabonis type deal... I think you can get something really, really positive in return um, if you're the Cavs. You can get Dragic, you get Winslow, you can maybe get Josh Jackson, Dudley Bledsoe. You can get picks. You can get things that are useful. Um, so as long as you don't settle for something that is so short-term or is just objectively bad young assets, like the, the Phoenix that we talked about earlier, I, I think that would be bad. Like if you're taking Alex Len back and he's not good, <laughs> what's the point? You know, um, Bledsoe, Ward, and Chris with, without any picks would be bad you know um i think as long as you don't do something like that i think you're you're in a pretty decent spot uh devin gruler writes in here Cavs can't be the worries big four but maybe not you know it's it's very possible they can't um it wouldn't shock me if they lost in five or six again next year it just the warriors are that good um but i think you're trying to give yourself a chance to get there in the east you want to be you want to get there and if things break your way you want to be there to have a chance and i think that's that's kind of what every team has to do um you can't just assume you're not going to beat them, I don't think. Um, take a couple more questions here. Again, you can drop them here below. For next week, you can drop them uh, to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com and to LockedOnCavs on Twitter or to at writes on Twitter or at for the sword on Twitter, and I will make sure we get to those questions. Um, email is usually the best way, and there will be a post up on our backslash Cleveland Cavs as well. Um, next question comes from at Fox Sports 99 on Twitter. Um, he suggests a possible Cavs Kyrie deal. Um, what about Sack? Sack sends that's the Kings. Uh, Sack sends Fox last time to Memphis. Kyrie to Sack. Conley draft picks to the Cavs? Question mark. 
I don't really think the that deal would work. Um, I think this it'd be weird for the the Kings to invest in Darren Fox and to draft him in time and do all the stuff they did to sort of make him part of their future and then deal him and have him Kyrie and George Hill in the same roster. Um, especially if you don't know Kyrie's resigning and you control Darren Fox for a long, long time. Memphis, why was my, why would Memphis give up picks, right? Like, why is Memphis giving up picks with Mike Conley? Um, if I was the Cavs, I actually probably would have called Memphis at some point and been like, would you do Conley for Kyrie straight up? Um, I, I'd ask them for that, you know? But I don't think that deal's working. I don't think the Kings make a lot of sense. Um, Memphis probably doesn't either. But on Matt Culp, trade Thomas, trade four, and this is a swing for Kyrie, uh, trading Kyrie for this. Thomas Crowder and the Nets first rounder. If, the, if, if that was on the table, I think 100% um, that would be a good deal for the Cavs. I would ask for Jalen Brown because you want that younger guy who has higher upside, and I think Jalen Brown's really good. But that Nets first rounder is something Boston's probably not giving up for Kyrie. He's that might be the number one pick next year. So you could get Michael Porter from Mizzou. You get Luka Doncic from who's going to come over from Europe. You could get some incredible young players at the top of that draft next year. I think that the, the the Celtics are probably going to keep that. Um, but if the, if they called tomorrow and said we'll give you Thomas Crowder Nets first rounder, probably would do it. I would probably try to get Jalen Brown. But if you could get something along that lines, I think you'd be that'd be a home run. That, that that is the absolute highest possible best deal for the Caps, and it's there's nothing close to me um, in my opinion. Uh, Brian Carrillo Bastillo Bastia asks. Do you think the Cavs will trade Kai for Bev and DJ? So that's uh, Patrick Beverly from the Clippers and Donja Jordan from the Clippers. I don't think, and Matt, that's a really good point. That's an excellent point. Um, do you think the Cavs will trade? Do I think they do that? No, I don't think they. I don't think. I don't think that's what the Cavs want. Like I, I think when we're suggesting deals, you have to sort of kind of think about what the Cavs have leaked and told reporters that they want. So they want a young player, veteran help, and picks. The Clippers were a team that were in with the Cavs talking about deals. They reportedly, per the LA Times, pulled out um, because they didn't think they had enough, and I think that's fair. I th- you also can't trade Patrick Beverly with other players right now because of... Um, the, he was traded this summer, so you have to just wait a certain amount of time to get that deal done. I think if you're doing a short-term move, that's not terrible. I don't think it's likely. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think maybe we do get to a point where the Cavs do settle for some young, some older, more experienced guys and no young guys. I think they're trying. They're going to, and if that happens, it's going to be a, a long way away from now. Uh, Ryan Russ, what about Dame? Uh, Dame and Caleb dropping dimes, <laughs> dropping dimes. Um, the, the Matt, the the Boston trade is the best trade they could do. That Nets pick is so valuable. So valuable. Um, Portland's probably not doing Dame for Kyrie. He's essential to their culture. He, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, I think the Cavs would do it if it was offered, for what it's worth, um, because you're getting some something similar. And Dame might be just a little bit less, have a bit of a less prickly personality than Kyrie, but um, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's on the table. And Dame's also older; you got to consider that as well. Um, but I, I would do that if you if that was on the table. I think you probably do it. Um, but I don't think that's likely. Um, if I was gonna rank the trades real quick, if I was gonna just tell you what possible deals I think are the best, if Boston's going Nets pick with like anything, that's number one. Um, Probably Phoenix two, Miami three, Den. Well, okay, one. 
Boston if they were to do Isaiah, Brad, Isaiah, Jalen Brown, pick. Then Denver, if you could get Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, a pick. I would do that for sure. Or just Wilson Chandler, Gary Harris probably would do that. Um, Phoenix would be three for me. Then Miami Miami and Phoenix sort of interchangeable for me in my list that's in my head. Um, and then I would say the Pistons are like at the bottom of the uh, 30 teams. Uh, James Watson asked, do you think the team is really taking sides between LeBron and Kyrie? I find it hard to be sympathetic for Irving. I can understand the fan sentiment if you're um, you know, sort of having a hard time being sympathetic with uh, Kyrie, I get that. Um, I don't know if guys are t- taking sides in, in sort of the way I think people might assume they are, right? Um, I think if you bl- just look at how they're, pr- these are adults. Like they're they're in their mid twenties and they're in their thirties. Like these are not guys that I think are gonna have. They may have disagreements. They might not necessarily like each other. I don't know if they're gonna look at this and say. We're going to divide the locker room over this and pick between Kyrie and LeBron. I think LeBron A is the leader of the locker room. I don't know. I think he's tighter with more guys than Kyrie is. Um, and the other thing is, like, we have seen guys come out and, and say one anonymous quote that was told to ESPN and then J.R. Smith tweeting about this um, and and then Richard Jefferson saying this as well on, on the pod, on the road tripping pod. Like, those guys would welcome him back. So... I don't think that's really an issue. Uh, Matt Culp with another another good team there. Uh, do you think the Pelicans would give up Cousins for anything? I don't know. I, I think you could probably get the the Pelicans to do Kyrie for Cousins. They just they, a they don't have any picks or young players that are really going to be valuable if you're the Cavs. The other thing is I don't know if Boogie a Boogie Tristan team where Derrick Rose is the point guard um, and you have LeBron and Love and like the, the that's like your that's like your team. I don't know if that's beating the Warriors. I don't, I don't know if that's better. I don't know if Bully Ball is necessarily the way to beat the Warriors, especially if your point guard play is going to be that bad. Like, I, Derrick Rose isn't good. Um, he's going to put up just numbers because he can still do that, but he's not really um, – it's not that good. Um, he's not good. <laughs> Kay Felder and Jose Calder aren't good either. So Pelicans, if they were to, if they really like Boogie, yeah, but that's – that's interesting as well. I'm um, 27 years old today, Boogie Cousins too. So he's getting into his prime, and um, so if he's your he if he's going to be your rebuild guy, you know you gotta you gotta consider that as well. Free agent next summer as well for Boogie Cousins. So that's 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 an interesting idea, but I don't know if it's 100 percent what the Cavs they, and again they have none of the young guys the Cavs really want. Um, Giovanni Giamco, what about Love Cousins and Kyrie for Bledsoe and Fillers? Um, I don't know how that deal works. That'd be Boogie and Ky- that's a three-team deal. That that's that it's real complicated. Um, and why is Phoenix getting Cousins and Kyrie um, when they're trying to? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think Phoenix would probably just want to give up all their assets around. They're very much preaching um, that they want to take their time with this, and I think part of that's because the Warriors are just going to th- destroy anybody. So. Um, Camille, any thoughts on Jordan Beverly trade? Yeah, I, it's not. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I talked about that like two minutes ago. If you watch the rewind or listen to the podcast version of this, and you'll you'll hear that. Um, Kyle Koru writes, uh, "Trading Kai should be worst case." Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's uh, a crazy thing to think. I think if you could hold on to Kyrie and keep him, I think that would make a lot of sense. If you could get him to buy into wanting to stay, wanting to engage. 
I think that's a really, really good way of looking at it because I think you you do want to bring him back because Kyrie is not just someone that helps you win now. He, if LeBron leaves next summer, is someone you want to re-center your franchise around. He was the center before. They understandably moved him off to the side a little bit once LeBron came home. And then you want to move him back to that center position in the organization if LeBron were to leave. Um, but I th- but I think if they do feel that it's going to be hurtful, I could see them wanting to do it, and it wouldn't shock me if the Cavs have already decided that they'd prefer to do it. But I'm pretty sure that they've actually decided they prefer to trade Kyrie at this point. But um, I think I think it could, I think if you just get the right deal, you probably do it. But I think you have to get kind of everything you want to justify trading Kyrie because it's not like I don't think he's going to come in and just like I don't think he's going to come in and just tank the season or something like that for what it's worth. So. Like, I don't think he's going to – this isn't as bad as Kobe wanting out from L.A., right? Like, I don't think this is – it even that worked out. So, I I don't think – I don't think there's too much reason to think that they couldn't make things work unless it's just so, so bad. But we don't really know how tense it is. And um, we're going to find out if he gets up at training – if he shows up for media day. And, you know, don't forget this. LeBron usually has workouts sometime in August with guys in he invites them all down, and they meet it. Last year was LA. They've done it in Miami. They've done it um, in Cleveland, right? If Kyrie's in the team, is he going to be there for those? You know, and they they take Instagram like these guys put this on Instagram. It's not like they hide this. Um, worth watching out there. Uh, last question we're going to take here. Uh, it's going to come from Twitter via Jimrun eighty five once again. Uh, do you think that? Do you think? Dan Gilbert, um, his question is about Kay Felder, and I just clicked the wrong one, so I apologize. Uh, do you think Gilbert's infatuation with Felder trumps Lou's decision to keep or cut Faye if it would come to it? So one, it's not really Lou's decision, it's it's Kobe Altman's decision, and it's like, going to be a collaborative decision, so it's not just one guy. Um, Felder's a risk, That's this is the only way I can answer this, I, I, don't, I can't really speak to how infatuated Gilbert is with him, um, I, don't, I don't have that knowledge of like why they drafted him in the first place, right? Um, he's vulnerable. I mean, they 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 could have four point guards on the roster come training camp, and he'd be the easiest one to cut. I think because I think Calderon's deal is guaranteed. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but um, he's got a very small guarantee in his deal for next season, and he didn't really do much as a rookie. Didn't have a great summer league. I thought he was good in camp last year, but what does that really mean, right? Um, we don't really really know. We don't know how much the Cavs value that because um, the D, the G League, excuse me, it's still something so so new. So. We'll see about Kay Felder, but um, it wouldn't shock me if he gets cut, or and then is resigned like a two-way deal or something like that. That that can make some sense for both parties if he doesn't, if, especially if he doesn't want to just sign in the D League. So um, we'll keep that in mind. But uh, this has been today's Q and A. Um, if you missed this, if you you're gonna be able to watch the video embedded here on Facebook or on FearTheSword.com, you can listen to an in just pure audio form on the Lockdown Cavs podcast. Just download. Um, and subscribe to that on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CWMWrites. You can follow the Fear the Sword on Twitter at Fear the Sword. Please like this page and stay up to date on everything we're doing. And next week, uh, we'll do this again 2 p.m. here on the Fear the Sword Facebook channel. Drop questions to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com, to at LockedOnCavs on Twitter, or to at CWMWrites or at Fear the Sword on Twitter. And we'll enter them here as we did this week and read our backslash Cleveland Cavs as well. But I'm Chris Manning. Hope you guys have been having a great Sunday. Um, and maybe we'll get some more calorie news before we talk next. Have a good week. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.